Dr. Tim Church is the chief medical officer of Wonder Health, their leading digital behavior change company that prevents and reduces the cost and impact of chronic health conditions. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, sir. It's a real pleasure to be here. Uh, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal lives, more about your work and why you do what you do. Um, Tim Church, obviously, physician. Um, you know, it's all kind of comes together as one. You know, people ask, why do you, as a physician, not carry around the stethoscope and see patients every day? And I do what I do because we have the ability to impact hundreds of thousands of people at a time. And I love that. I love the fact um, when you combine that too, that we, we work with people who often don't have access to things like this, access to things to a modern behavioral program, access to things to a modern weight loss program, um, access to things like how to sleep better, how to feel better, how to build resilience. Um, you know, I was in clinical research for years and years and years. And it's kind of the same thing. I love the idea of helping mass groups of people at once. And then when I transitioned into more of a direct interaction intervention with, with the weight loss program, um, I mean, that really sums it up. Uh, you know, one of the things we love to say at Wonder is um, most good for the most people. And that's really what our foundation is. Well, I appreciate that very much. What is, what is a modern behavioral or weight loss program? A not modern? Let me tell you is, hey, eat less and run more. <laughs> Just do it. And people still say that. People still say, we got a behavioral program. Like, yeah, we tell people to eat carrots. That's not a behavioral program. You know, a behavioral program, I think, really is about, at its core, helping people help themselves, helping people identify what do they struggle with. I'm an emotional eater. I'm a stress eater. I'm a rigid eater. All right. Okay. Well, first, let's not put any like judgment around any of that. Second of all, let's identify what your challenges are. And then let's give you very specific interventions, very specific strategies um, and tools for those things. If you're not an emotional eater, you don't want to hear about emotional eating in your program. It's not relevant to you. If you are an emotional eater, somebody explains to you what an emotional eater is, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. And they say, well, here's some tools to deal with. Here's some signs of knowing when you're heading down that path. And here's some ways to avoid going down that path. That, that to me is a modern behavioral program, taking really complicated skills, making them really simple, and making them usable for people so that they can really impact their daily life. Does that come natural to you? No. I, I, the reason I ask, just because I think some people would rather be brilliant than be useful, and I'd rather be useful than brilliant, and it sounds like that's you as well. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'll overshare here. I think we spend a lot of time making medicine more complicated than it is. There are some times it's really complicated. There are some times it's not. And if you can't help people, what's the point of even having it in a way, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that, that, that to me is more important is, is, is I like what you said, but that, that, and that resonates with me. But yeah. The, the, being able to take what in the background is really complicated, make it not complicated and make, make, make people be able to use it every day to help people. That's, that matters to me. I love like, to me, 
the victory lap is when you help the truck driver. The victory lap is when you help the te teacher in the deep south who doesn't have access to this stuff. The victory lap is when you help the janitor at the hospital system. That, that to me is a victory lap. Other people who have resources and have access to this stuff, that's awesome. It's a great privilege to be able to help them, be able to help people who otherwise wouldn't have access to these things. That's the victory lap. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. It's what are what what are the big challenges that 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 Wonder is working on? It sounds like certainly obesity, being overweight, is a big one. Medications. I mean, you know, you we're all surrounded by it every day. Ozempic, Wegovy, Monjero. Um, they're phenomenally powerful medications that can really really help people. Um, it's an odd thing for me to have witnessed because they've brought so much awareness to the field of weight loss, but it happened through TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and celebrities. So with it, a lot of baggage came with it in terms of misinformation, in terms of being used the wrong way. And so now as we come in to help companies to get this under control, um, you have to undo a lot of stuff before you start doing the good stuff. So it's a good thing to a degree that we have new excitement about a new me medium or method of losing weight, but that's not necessarily, it carries with it a lot of other challenges. Yeah, it's a great thing um, that we have these tools that can help hundreds of millions of people. Um, but there's a caveat that come with these things. They have to be used right. Right medication, right person, right reason, better outcomes, better price um and i'll go back to that emotional eating because we're already on that emotional eating trend if you have a true emotional eater some of these medications might produce a lot of weight loss but you're actually not helping the person you're not helping them their emotional eating and then at the core you got to get it what their struggle is so a you got to bring in the behavioral program that, that helps with emotional eating but there's actually medications that specifically help emotional eating so if you don't have the right program, the right prescriber, you give someone the wrong medication, um, kind of everybody loses. The patient doesn't 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 lose the weight. Their emotional eating doesn't get addressed. Somebody paid for that. They didn't get their money's worth. And at the end of the day, everybody's unhappy. It sets the whole industry back. So right medication, right 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 patient, right support, good things happen. Which certainly makes sense. I think we. It must be must be just part of the human condition of I want the quickest answer, the easiest way possible, and then I want to go yeah. out and, and and do other stuff. But this is not, from my perspective, that's just not the case. That's not how things work. Uh, I've been tracking the weight loss drugs pretty closely, and am really bothered by them. Um, I'm I'm really concerned about a lot of it. And then I saw a Wall Street Journal article big headlines saying the the verdict is in it's all about your genetics that's why you're overweight it has nothing to do yeah. with your behaviors and my head almost exploded yeah it's not it's kind of genetics it's more just how we're wired and i'll, I'll give you a great example um this whole thing's so wild because it all comes back to these little molecules called incretins. Well, it actually comes back to a lot of things, but we're going to talk about incretins. And incretins, your, your, your intestines, your guts, 
This is so wild. They have more nerves in them, more neurons in them than your spinal cord. Think about that. You have you almost you have just as many neurons or nerves in your intestines as you do in your brain. So your 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 intestines are actually really smart and they're great communicators. And the way they communicate is these little chemicals called incretins, which didn't even exist when I went to med school. Well, they existed. We didn't know they existed. And so so we've come to figure out these incretins are constantly talking to the brain and constantly talking to the rest of the body. And that's what these new medications are. They mimic the incretins. They mimic GLP-1. They mimic amylin. They mimic other things, which aren't necessarily incretins, but hormones like glucagon. And, and you know, where we started to really figure out that the, the, the weight is more than just willpower was studying these incretins. And I'll give you a great example. So there was a study um, where they helped people lose a lot of weight through, through exercise and diet. And then they left them on their own. And every month for a year, they looked at their incretins. And what they saw was the chemicals, the incretins in your body that promote hunger went up. The incretins in your body that, that suppressed hunger went down. So it was an example of your own body was sabotaging to you. Your own body wanted to get back to some previous weight, which makes sense if you think about it from an evolution perspective. Why would we be designed to lose weight and keep it off in times of when there's not a lot of food? That's, that's how we evolved. But now there's excess food everywhere. So our biology, our genetics, our makeup, it's not designed necessarily to be in an environment where, A, we eat a lot, and B, we make our livings sitting down. You know, you can't forget about that. We make our living sitting down. Not mo not many of us are physically making our livings anymore. So um, that all of that's a, the underpinnings of why obesity is, in fact, a disease. It's not just willpower. And... That's hard to get your mind around. Um, even as a professional, it's hard to get your mind around that this, this, you know, that we are, we are in a sense sabotaged by our own bodies for losing weight and keeping it off, particularly large amounts of weight, little amounts of weight your body. You lose, you know, five, 10, 15 pounds. The body doesn't really care. You start losing 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds. The body wants to put that weight back on. Like something must be wrong. There's, there's something George's life or Tim's life is at risk. We must make sure he puts the weight back on because something's happening out there that we can't see. The greatest example I saw was the idea of a spring. You tie a spring to a wall, you pull a little bit, it, it doesn't really pull back that hard. You pull it way out here, the spring hmm. really pulls back. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's exactly, you perturb the spring, the body perceives it as something's wrong and the body wants to go back to where it was. Fascinating. So, incretins. So, these incretins that, that are hanging out in our guts and doing wonderful things for us normally. Normally. These, these brilliant pharmaceutical companies figure it out how to mimic them. And then I give myself this, med this medicine and now it's telling my body like the incretin that you're not hungry anymore. So then I don't eat as much. Yeah, I want to screw this up. I'm going to try anyway. So the first incretin 
not the first, but the most important one so far, actually came out of the spit of a Gila monster. Uh, in, and they did it in Phoenix. So it was in your backyard. <laughs> so that, okay. that was, and they, they, they looked at the spit of this Gila monster. I don't know why they looked at it. They realized, <laughs> oh my gosh, it had these, these molecules in it, which mimicked the human um, GLP-1 uh, incretin. And that was it. Now you had an incretin you could actually work with. You could actually replicate and work with. Um, so, okay. I think that that's amazing. So they figured that out and made it into a medicine. And now it's helping people to lose weight. But it's not necessarily that simple because when I get off the medicine, what yeah. what, what what will happen to me? You know, um, what I'm supposed to say here is you're going to put your weight back on. <laughs> and I think that's going to be true most of the time, but not all the time. Um, you know, I think it depends on how much weight you lost. I think it depends on, was this your first time ever losing weight? I think it depends on a lot of things. And the, the weird thing about it, you don't put it on overnight. I mean, it takes about right. a year to put it back on. So, um, I also think what, what matters there is, 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 did you learn any behavioral skills? I mean, if you didn't learn any behavioral skills, you're putting the weight on immediately. <laughs> If you learn some behavioral skills, at least you got a fighting chance of potentially keeping the weight off. Um, so, you know, but the way to think about this, and it was like, oh, I want to be on this medication for the rest of my life. Yeah, you might be. But you know what? You're not on a blood pressure medication. You're not on a diabetes medication. You're not on medications to treat that back pain or knee pain. So the way I think about it is you're trading out one medication for potentially multiple other medications. Hmm. That is a that is a an interesting bargain that that that, yeah. that, that we are making there, and that's that 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 very that may very well be a very compelling case for it. I would obviously rather see people just to get healthy, and use methods like y'all are working on to do that. So I am introducing synthetic incretins into my body through medicine. Do they how and we probably don't know how long that they hang out for. Do they yeah, does they don't, does does Yeah. So I, I hear you loud and clear. So what are the long term side effects of these things? Here's the great news is is the current ones we have, the current ones have been around for over a decade used to treat diabetes. Um, the odd thing about these molecules. They're good for your heart muscle. They're good for your brain. They're good for your blood vessels. They're good for blood sugar control. And oh, by the way, they help you lose weight. They actually do a lot of things. We just happen to focus on the blood sugar control and 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 the weight loss part. So the current ones, I can look at you and tell you they're safe. There's there's been used by tens of millions of people. There's no new weird side effect that's going to come up. Okay, that does not, that statement does not cover the things in the pipeline. There's a whole bunch in the pipeline that are going to come out that are even more powerful, that even have more impact to blood sugar and, 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 and blood pressure, but they don't have the track record the current ones do. So um, I think we can feel pretty good about the current ones. The one in the pipeline, I think it tells you 
they know the long-term effects? Well, of course we don't. They haven't been used by tens of millions of people. Um, so so um, you, you bring up a really important point in a point I bring up a lot. <laughs> uh, but I, with these, you got to feel pretty good about They've been used by people with type 2 diabetes for going on 15 years now. Fair enough. It was, I'm, so if I use it for, for a year or two years and I lose a substantial amount of weight, let's say that I lose 100 pounds of weight, that's obviously a really, really positive thing. And I get off of these. Is my body now going to say, well, we're going to, this is our new normal, or is it going to say we need to bring George back to that, to that 100 pounds that he was at before? Have I pulled the spring or is now the spring has, yeah. has the wall gotten closer? You know, again, it's going to vary from individual to individual, but in general, yeah, the body's wanting, we're going to want to go back. It's going to be a very slow process, but the body's going to want to go back, especially if you've been on it two years. But the great thing about this, George, is now you as a human, you've learned what your portion sizes should look like. You've learned about when you should eat through the day. You've learned that you don't need to snack throughout the day. You know, so you've learned a lot of things. Hopefully, if you had a good behavioral program, you also learned your triggers. You learned that when you don't sleep, you have you challenge with your eating. So let's work on your sleep. You learned that stress drives your eating. Well, let's double down on the stress. So if you have that good behavioral program who went with this, the odds of reducing the meds or maybe going to a cheaper, less powerful med um, or coming off them, the odds of success are higher. We don't have enough mass data on big populations to know what percent of people are going to be. We have the pharmaceutical trials, but those are so artificial because people don't leave them. You know, it's different. You get a very motivated group of people called pharmaceutical trials. But in terms of using this in the general public, I don't think we know just yet how many of those people are going to put on all their weight and how quickly they're going to put it on, especially people who did it for two years like you described. If you did it for four months and then you quit, you're putting that weight right back on. You know, but if it's two years and you really stepped into the program, you really stepped into this new life, uh, we're going to find out over time here what happens. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. <clears throat> and I, I I, am such an advocate for getting down to the root cause of problems. And I think probably everybody is. But then, you know, our plan has its collision with reality. I get punched in the face and I just want to take the pill because my kids need dinner and everything else. I've got a lot going on. So how do how do you make this fit? How does how does Wonder Health make these programs fit into everybody's life and make it so you know people actually use it? You're not going to weave this answer. You start with grace. You start with, you know what? This is a full contact sport. This isn't easy. So let's stop beating yourself up. You know, you, you can't, you can't move forward. You can't learn skills. You can't, you can't step into the process until you first acknowledge this is not about being perfect. Um, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have bad days. You have bad weeks, bad months. And some days the kids got to have dinner. And some days you're going to eat what you got to eat. That's just how it is. But try not to make that every day. Here's some strategies to do that. And a lot of what we do is, is first about reflection. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but like, what are you, what do you struggle with? You can't help people help themselves until they understand what their own challenges are. Again, it's a sleep stress is that i just don't know anything about nutrition that's men generally men generally have never done this before 
just don't even realize that snacking throughout the day is sabotaging them. It doesn't matter how good they are at their meals, it's the snacking throughout the day that's sabotaging them. So a lot of it's just about almost inventory what the person's challenge is and then giving them the appropriate skills to that challenge. That's what we do. We have a screening on the front end. We have you take this questionnaire, figure out, are you a stress eater, an emotional eater, are you a rigid eater? What are your challenges? And you're going to get tailored material for those challenges. Because I, I couldn't agree more, George. I mean, I want to start with behavior. And no matter what you do, behavior's got to be a huge role. You know, we got to be talking about better sleep. We got to be talking about hydration. We got to be talking about physical activity that fits your lifestyle. Um, all those things are the building blocks. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I love how you talked about it. It starts with grace because yeah. we do need to give ourselves this space and the grace to make mistakes because we've not necessarily mastered our habits and our lifestyle. If we find ourselves overweight or drinking too much or stressed out, whatever it might be. So we need to be kind to ourselves. And then I love how you tailor the program and make it specific to what they need. Because to your point, when we started, if I'm not an emotional eater, I don't need to hear about that. Yeah. So, and then make sure that it fits. <clears throat> I love it. Well, Dr. Tim, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with Wonder Health? Wonderhealth.com. And there's no E in there. Wonder. It's supposed to be a DR for doctor. Wonderhealth.com. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Tim your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to wonderhealth.com. That's W-O-N-D-R-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And... Check out everything we've been talking about. Um, I think whenever we're trying to make substantive changes in our lives, it is not an easy thing. So the more resources and support that we can get, the better. And I love how Tim and the rest of the team have structured this. So thanks again, Tim. Thanks, George. Real, real pleasure. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.